Well, hello, beautiful people out there in podcast land. How are you all? Happy Wednesday. Wednesday, day of Mercury, and I've got a little bit of Mercury on my mind. Mercury is back at home in Gemini and is the ruler for this upcoming new moon in Gemini. So that's pretty much what I'm going to talk about today um, is prepping you for this new, very confusing moon in Gemini on the 18th of June here in the Southern Hemisphere or Bris Vegas at the very least. You'll have to check your own time zone for wherever you're listening, but it is the 18th of June for us down under at 2.37 p.m at 26 degrees of Gemini, the last deacon. Have it at, you know, seriously, the Ten of Swords, motherfucker. (laughs) Like, seriously, it is a time. Um, Ten of Swords is the final deacon of Gemini season, but the sun is also the the tarot card of this final deacon. Um, The Ten of Swords, if you see it in most card decks, is pretty heavily depicted with, (laughs) you know, intensity. Um, but make that as it is, you know, this particular, uh, new moon in Gemini is very, very foggy. So I am totally going against the grain because I'm reading a lot of astrologers talk about how this is a great new moon to manifest and a great new moon to dream big and a great new moon to do all of those things. And I'm as usual, I am the minority. Um, (laughs) I am saying stay away from all of that shit because it is one hell of a confusing new moon. It is a new moon that is unclear and uncertain. And for me personally, there's no way I want to seed something that is of cloudedness, fogginess, um, deception, illusion into the the future of of what I want to become. So there's a really beautiful aspect happening that I'm going to talk about that sort of happens on the 20th. Um, well, it sort of happens from like sort of like the 19th through to the 24th. And it's a bit of a seeding into, you know, what's actually going to take place for the first few months of 2024 as well. So I'm already writing the, about this in my 2024 Energy Survival Kit, which I've got the first big chunk of that done And um, I now just am going through month by month to, you know, give that overview and, you know, do all those sorts of little bits and pieces there for the months. And um, it is just such a different year next year. Um, I am, you know, I'm excited about every year, but next year there's just a very different feel. You know, I feel like this collective seven year that we're in very much probably feels like the Ten of Swords for a lot of people, like a collective Ten of Swords for the whole motherfucking year, right? Like it's it's pretty big. And look, I put a post out a couple of days ago around Pluto, um, who has now moved back into Capricorn in his retrograde and Saturn slowing down to retrograde as well. I mean, it's it's there's some pretty big stuff, you know, it's this sort of cloak of the collective, you know, you can feel the heaviness of it. A lot of people are sort of traversing deep terrain, you know, we're going back to the underworld of Capricorn where Pluto is revisiting not only for the next six months, but he will do it one last time in 2024. So, so much is being dismantled and, you know, it's sort of like there is a lot crumbling and it's sort of like, what are you clutching to? You know, it's sort of like, ah, everything around me is sort of falling and what am I holding on to? It's, you know, a part of the rebirth of Pluto and we've had the taster of him at zero degrees of Aquarius 
you know, fixed air, very different feel. And then, you know, we're moving back into the ruins, the the ruins of of Capricorn, right? Like this is the government. This is secrets. This is conspiracies. This is structures, buildings. You know, it's there's so much in these last degrees of Capricorn that Pluto just keeps annihilating. It's pretty huge. You know, the rebirth is really, really profound. And when I pop this post up, if you haven't checked it out, feel free to go over and check out my Instagram, Tiani Talks, or um, even my Facebook if you follow me over there, because everyone was just feeling it. You know, it's this annihilation. And like I sort of shared in it, like I'm feeling good, but I can feel the collective consciousness around me. You know, it's going very tenderly. You know, it's time to go back into the cocoon. And especially for us here down under, you know, we're just about to move into winter. The winter solstice um, actually happens in a week from today as I record this. You know, what's the date today? Let me have a little check. It is the 14th of June. So, yes, um, yeah, you know, this is the last week of Gemini season from from the 14th of June through to the 22nd of June. Um, you know, this cocooning feeling is happening like what's, you know, it's like we're going into the metamorphic underworld where we're going to, you know, take off all of our layers and, you know, we're just going to be hung like a nana, you know, on the hooks and just really, you know, let everything fall off us, let everything fall away. And as Capricorn, I mean, as Pluto keeps coming back into Capricorn, he's really, you know, he's just telling us it ain't over, it ain't over, it ain't over. And, you know, it's a pretty big deal. It it is a pretty big deal. And then with karmic Saturn also stationing retrograde um, at the end of this week, it actually happens um, the day of the new moon. So again, like, hello, I'm going to dive into the new moon in a minute. Um, But like, this is a big, this is a big time. So, you know, maybe you're feeling a bit tetchy or unsteady or uncertain, go out into nature. That's the first thing I can say is just go and be with nature because, you know, she simplifies, she heals, you know, she unearths her magic for you, with you, on you. It's like drop the illusions, drop the heavy coat that you're wearing, the heavy cloak of um, maybe it's defensiveness or protection or what are you hiding or, you know, what we're going, you know, Pluto is retrograde. Like this is the face, the truth or the truth will destroy you moment. You know, we're, we're, we're heading into this retrograde season, this mid-year retrograde season, which happens every year. Let me please just say that, you know, Mercury will retrograde in a couple of months and we will have Pluto and Neptune and Saturn and, you know, we're going to have all of the retrogrades, but it's nothing to be alarmed about. This is very normal. Um, people who don't know astrology love to sort of jump on and go, oh my God, there's 10 planets retrograde, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, mate, like there's no fear in a retrograde retrograde seasons humble us we have to do the work we have to integrate the lessons we have to embody the experiences that we've been having so what we're doing is we're embodying and integrating for example Saturn moving through the first seven degrees of Pisces how has that been for you because now we're going to do the rework now we're going to have to invite those fears to the table the, the limitations the restrictions where we feel inhibited you know and again this is are you spiritually escaping you know, or are you actually tuning into the practical magic of, 
of and mastery of Saturn in Pisces. You know, there is a real strong mastery. Remember, Saturn is in his joy in the 12th house, which is naturally ruled by Pisces. So for me, I really love Saturn in Pisces. I think this is a really great time to be, you know, practical and grounded with the magic and the rituals that you're doing. Is it easy to take drugs and, and escape reality? Absolutely. Like that's that's the easy, that's the weak way to, to be doing these things. But Saturn, the great teacher, the great alchemist is like, if you can do those things without escaping reality and without going, oh, I'm not escaping. It's just, it's just spiritual to, you know, microdose every second day. It's like, is it, is it really like, no, it's not spiritual. So let's just sort of like can that because it's definitely not spiritual. And I know that you've all heard me bang on about this before, but we're seeing the rifeness in, you know, in the escapism huge with Saturn in Pisces. Like it's become an in thing to, you know, to take all the drugs and to do all the things and to find enlightenment while you're on the drugs, which it's not like it's all a fallacy, like it's false. It's a false sense of reality that people become addicted to because they can't handle reality. It would be very easy to do that. That would be a very easy thing to do is just to take things and to not be present. Um, But to be present in the Saturn in Pisces, huge accomplishment, let me say, because he wants to reward you. He wants to reward you for the work. We can't be rewarded for bypassing, but we can be rewarded for showing up. We can be rewarded for work. And so this Saturn in Pisces is an anchoring in to your own spiritual evolution, to your own spiritual death and to your own karmic call, right? So now with the retrograde, it's like Saturn's going to backtrack. So how well have you been doing since March with Saturn in Pisces? Have you had discipline? Have you had tenacity? Have you had a spiritual practice that's really anchoring and grounding you while still connecting you to the ecstasy that is Pisces? Because Pisces still does rule the ecstasy and the enlightenment of all that is, the oneness, the devotion to the sacred, to the divine, to God, however that is to you. And to be able to have that channel running so strongly through you without having to do anything that takes you out of reality, you are winning. So now we get to embody and integrate the lessons of each of the planets as they move retrograde. But here we are with Pluto back into Capricorn, anoretic degree, 29 degrees. You know, it's again, it's this reckoning. It's our own personal internal reckoning. Wherever Capricorn is in your chart, you know, we are dismantling still. There is still the great dismantling, the great crumbling going on, yeah? This is a huge time of crumbling, like it just is. And the collective seven, like we're in a seven year, a seven isn't fairy dust, unicorns, like it's just not. It's a, very, it's, a, it's, a, it's a year of spiritual reckoning. It's a year to be spiritually discerning. It's a year to be introspective. It's a year to quiet, go into the cave. You know, I called this year, the year to shut the fuck up. Like, you know, and I must admit, you know, I feel like social media has, and especially those very loud people. I mean, there's still some of them, you know, that are, you know, either, what do we call them? Like spiritual leaders or whatever you want to call them. Um, You know, I'm certainly not in that category at all. 
I'm just Tiani at the end of the day. But, you know, for these spiritual leaders who come out and they're, you know, they're, they're spewing all of their drama on all their socials. Oh, I'm having a fight with this. Oh, this happened. And, you know, it's just constant. I mean, they, they haven't got the message yet, you know, and that's okay because that's a part of their journey. But the thing is, is that for us as consumers, we must be discerning with who we're giving our energy to. You know, I've stepped away from a whole world of that stuff this year. And interestingly enough, going back through my 2023 kit, because I'm writing my 2024 kit, you know, it's a new month, so I'm sort of diving into June. But, you know, at the beginning of the kit, you know, I am writing, like, who do you want to just move away from? Like, what leaders, gurus, mentors are just unstable, you know? To me, I could only work with someone who is mentally stable, (laughs) you know, like that is that is the thing. It's, is it being perfect? No. Is it being human? Absolutely. It's okay. You know, we want to be human. We want to see true human essence pierce through in whatever the leader is or whatever the person is that you're sharing experiences with time, with paying their services for. But mental ungroundedness because they're not able to do the work or see themselves or have any clarity around themselves. I mean, they're not the sort of people that I would invest my time in. And I've slowly just sort of dissolved bridges around those connections this year. And you will be seeing, you know, some some people stepping back um, because they're really getting the pull of this collective seven, which is quite sharp. You know, I feel the seven to be very much, like I said, like the sword. It is like the swords. It's cutting, it's cutting away, it's severing ties. It's having to be brutally honest as well. You know, it's having to really be brutally honest with what's working, what's not, where are you moving? And, you know, like my little catchphrase for this year was, are you in alignment or a lie? And I think that we're really being schooled in that. And with Pluto continuing to go back to Capricorn, I mean, again, it's like, what is your internal structure? Let's look at the world just fucking go up in flames, you know, like, of course, the recession's coming. We knew that was coming. Uranus is in Taurus. The last time Uranus was in Taurus 84 years ago was the Great Depression. I mean, this is just cycles. This is just astrology. It's not a shock, Um, you know, but seeing the hardship and, you know, people struggling to, you know, for so many things, like for the basic things, which is that Uranus in Taurus stuff, you know, it's, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty huge and it's pretty big stuff going on out there, right? There is. So I'm sending you so much friggin' love if, you know, you're really in it. Look, like I said, go back and check out my, my post around Pluto retrograde and, and just what's going on there with Saturn retrograde as well coming, Uh, There might be some seeds there for you. I got a huge response, so many DMs, so many messages, so many comments, just because people are really feeling it. You know, it feels like the collect, you know, in the collective psyche, you know, we're plugged in and whether or not we're sort of going well in our own personal lives or not, like it's there. It's, it's so tangible. It's like you can pluck it off a tree, like you can feel it. It's, 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 it's hovering around us and Pluto retrograde, you know, is asking us to face ourselves, you know, this is the time to face ourselves. And yeah, there's just some, you know, there's some, some big stuff, you know, there's some really big stuff. So um, be gentle, you know, travel gentle, simplify things, you know, get back to basics, you know, what are you trying to hold on to? What are you saving that's not worth saving anymore? What are you trying to grasp and clutch for the sake of grasping and clutching that? so that you can hold on to that because you, you're scared maybe to let go or you're scared that once you let go of that, like, you know, who knows, you might get what you want, right? And 
or things could be great or things would be hard before they're great. You know, it's, it's, we are, I, I love a line. There's a, a line in one of Robert Hand's books around, um, I'm sure it's a Pluto transit, but it's around like rebuilding your life on the ruins of your past. You know, it's just like the ashes of our past is where we can stand and rebuild our life. You know, like it's, it's a really potent rebirth Phoenix time and Saturn, you know, moving in, you know, moving into Pisces, the end of the Zodiac, like the 12th sign, the end, death. I mean, it's, it's a big deal, you know, Saturn karma, Pisces karma. We are, what are we beginning? What are we ending? It's just a sort of, it's like a, there is no end. There is no beginning. It's the Ouroboros, you know, it's just the, you know, the, the continuation of everything, the recycling, the rebirthing the reworking, you know, it's, 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 it's so magnificent in its fucking brutality, right? Like life is so fragile. It's brutal. It's beautiful. And stand in the sun, darlings, bask, like open your heart and live, you know, it's what will you not tolerate anymore in your life, you know? And with Pluto continuing to hit this 29 anoretic degree of Capricorn, I'm like, look, my progressed moon is at 29 degrees Capricorn. So Pluto is on it. My natal moon is freaking at 27 degrees of Cancer. So I've got Pluto hitting my progressed moon and opposite my natal moon. So it's been a time like since Pluto moved back in. And look, I'm good, but there's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of, you know, stuff with the, my, my children. And, you know, it's all here. I mean, my eldest daughter just left for Europe yesterday for three months. You know, that's a big thing. Like she's 24. She's turning 25 in August. But... You know, I, I hugged her and then I just bawled. But as I was bawling, I'm like, have so much fun. Have so much fun. That's the only thing I said to her because it's just like what a beautiful opportunity. I've watched them save and um, pay for things and organise this for over 18 months, you know. And I know that there's an engagement happening. So, you know, like and so does she. So I'm not sort of ruining anything. But, you know, there's this this beautiful world out there and she's going to do it. But the emotions, you know, and here's Pluto hitting my progress moon, opposing my natal moon in my fourth house of home and family. You know, like this is the thing. If you have planets or even progress planets at those late degrees of cardinal signs, you know, 27, 28, 29 at the moment, especially for the next six months, whilst Pluto actually goes back to 27 degrees before he moves out of Capricorn in January of 2024. I mean, 27, 28 and 29 degrees of Capricorn, Cancer, Libra or Aries. Pluto is having his way with you either by conjunction, opposition or square. So it is a big time. It's tense. It's intense. It's the reckoning. And if it's your moon or your sun, hello, darlings, I'm with you. It's big. When Pluto is activating a luminary, it's a big time. And then we've got, of course, Pluto just moving into that zero degrees of Aquarius. So, and he gets to two degrees of Aquarius next year, which of course I will still talk about. But I'm just sort of saying at the moment, it's sort of like 27 to 29 cardinal and zero to say two degrees next year of fixed that Pluto is having his way with. So he's just through, he's, he's in this little birth canal, in this little channel, you know, it's like a channel. And top that off with the south node and the north node getting to the that final degrees of Taurus and Scorpio, death and love, simplicity and complication. You know, it's, 
again, it's intensified and it's amplified as we're sort of moving through the eye of the needle. We're passing through the eye of the needle here. Yeah. So it's, you know, this vortex that we're in, it is, it's big, you know, Pluto and Saturn now for the first time in, in, you know, in Pisces, he's going to retrograde on the 18th. He, 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 um, he stations retrograde. Um, I'm just having to have a little drinky poo. Oh, that was good. He stations retrograde at 3.27 a.m. the 18th. I'm going to get back to this new moon because I've been banging on for 20 minutes. So, and this is, I only actually really, <coughs> excuse me, I only came on here to actually talk about the new moon. I'm like, right, I'm just going to give one topic this this podcast just so people can focus on it. Anyway, let's let's get to it. 18th, big day, big day. Uh, firstly, Saturn stations retrograde, seven degrees of Pisces, 3.27 a.m. So we're going to wake up and Saturn will be retrograde, my friends. So, you know, pay attention maybe on the 17th as he's getting extremely slow, but the 17th and 18th, 18th might be very tetchy. They might be a bit frustrating. There might be some delays. You might be fucking feeling pissed off or, you know, just, you know, just slow and steady you know that's just slow and steady does it um then we have it's also a master number 22 day so there's again this sort of like this mastery this energy this sort of telepathic communication to universal synchronicities and you know things being sort of shared with us and then the new moon in gemini is at 2 37 p.m on the 18th now like i said I'm the minority when you're going to read, you know, so many other astrologers saying, oh, this is a great new moon, manifest, do this, like dream big, you know, plan for your goals. I'm the opposite because it's a shit show. It's a fucking shit show. Um, It's, you know, the new moon itself is square Neptune. Like what the hell? Like there is nothing that is even tangible with a Gemini new moon squaring Neptune. (laughs) It's just like everything is missed. Maybe you're wearing rose-coloured glasses, like, and what's clear? There's nothing that's clear. Everything is like you're underwater, like, and you can't see and your vision is impaired. So for me, like, I'm staying well away from doing anything to do with, I'm seeding a new idea. I'm going to make my dreams come true. Well, you're not because they're probably not even your dreams, right? Like, this is this is very elusive. And, you know, and the thing is, too, is like, this is, are you deceiving yourself, you know, this isn't just about because this is a square and yes, it's collective. But if you look at that sort of on a on a um, micro level, the square is an internal edge. And it's just like, so what are you lying to yourself about? You know, you're trying to make something happen that maybe isn't, you know, so this can this can actually be sort of like a, quite a crumbling new moon, um, a new moon where sort of the wheels fall off, <laughs> you know, like it's just sort of Maybe everything goes to shit, but maybe it doesn't. Okay, I'm not saying that this is going to be for everyone and for every single person's experience, but astrologically, a new moon, square Neptune, and the ruler of the new moon, which is Mercury, who is at home in in, in Gemini, which is great. He's in his home sign, but he's square Saturn. So again, Saturn has just stationed retrograde, so he's still in a fucking whirlwind of pain because he's stationed retrograde at 327. So not even 12 hours later, you know, we've got this new moon. Mercury is the the lord of this new moon. You know, he is the overseer. He is like, it's all me. You know, it's all Gemini. It's all Mercury and Gemini, sorry. You know, it's all about communication and the mind and what you're thinking about. But it's square, a stationing retrograde Saturn. So again, 
delays, frustrations, maybe feeling even pessimistic, maybe uncertain or unclear on what you want. Yes, Mercury makes a beautiful exact sextile to Venus, which is like the only savior, but a sextile is like one of the weakest aspects. It's a very weak aspect when we're looking at the traditional five, which is a conjunction. So in order, conjunction is the strongest, opposition second, trine third, square fourth and sextile fifth. So it's a very weak, it's an opportunistic look. It might, you know, bring in sort of a bit of insight or you might have a lovely connection with someone that day that sort of there could be an opportunity. Don't be closed down to that. But is that opportunity real or is it an illusion? Because this new moon is square Neptune. <laughs> you know, it is foggy. It is confusing. It is not a new moon. I would suggest manifesting on, dreaming on, or doing anything. You know what's a, you know what it is? It's a fucking new moon to tap the fuck out. It's a new moon to go, hey, life's been a little bit much lately. I'm gonna go and stare at some clouds. Um you know, I'm going to read some poetry, I'm going to do some art, I'm going to get creative, I'm going to have a cacao, I'm going to go for a swim, I'm going to go for a walk in nature. Like it is a new moon to just be. It's a new moon to get into your body. It's a new moon to lay on the grass for five hours. It's a new moon to fucking sleep if you want to. I mean, geez, the 19th, the day after, the sun is exactly square Neptune. So, you know, again, there can be lethargy. There can be tiredness. There can be disorientation. Again, confusion. Your body might feel heavy. You know, it's a dark moon too. Remember, there's no light with a new moon, dark moon. So, you know, ultimately the 18th and 19th, yeah, maybe you're just fucking sleeping that shit off and that's okay. You know, it's sort of like the permission. The permission that I see with this is more that Neptunian permission to go, just dream, just dream if you want to have pie in the sky ideas, like think about things, but it wouldn't be like a manifesting moon. It's not like I'm going to manifest something because it's like, yeah, how uncertain are you? Like everything's foggy. And so you might even have an idea and then in, the, you know, by the first quarter or something, it's just shot to hell. So for me, I'm just like, just rest, rest, reprieve, be, you know, go for a nature walk. Like I said, just do things that are, you know, very Neptunian, you know, especially maybe if you're maybe too in your head at the moment, maybe you've got like a lot of mental things going on in your head, too many tabs open, maybe work is stressing you out or, you know, you've got some ruminating conversations going on in your mind. This can be the great time to just tap out, to drink some green tea, to write some poetry, to move your body somatically, to roll around on the fucking earth, like light some candles, like just, you know, just you know, get out of the head a little bit. Right. And, and so that this, so, so there is the invitation to this sort of creative outlet. Absolutely. I am so not denying that. I think that this is a really creative new moon, but one that might not be very tangible or real. And I think that that's okay. Like, I think that just to be present and just to sort of dream away and let a day waft on by, you know, this is a day where you don't have to be productive. Um, it is not a day to be like, I need to seed and manifest and be seeding this thing and I'm clear. And because, you know, it's just a very foggy energy. And like I said, 18th and 19th, because the sun, the sun will also then square Neptune exactly the next day. Again, you might just be feeling tired. You're like, hey, I just slept on that new moon in Gemini and I feel better because I slept. So just trust your own instincts, you know, really trust what's going on for you. 
I'm just sort of talking about the whole sort of weather of it and sort of where it's at in the sky um, and that sort of like disillusionment that's sort of, you know, we, we've got two mutable signs here, so it can be quite misty, you know. It's not very tangible. Maybe it's just in the air. And, you know, ultimately from the 19th but exactly on the 20th, which is obviously just a couple of days, we've actually got Saturn and Jupiter coming together in the first sextile and the first actually connection that they've had since Jupiter and Saturn conjunct back in 2020. So, you know, this is a really beautiful aspect. And interestingly enough, I've already written about this in my 2024 kit because it's actually for a few months of the year, they're in orb of this sextile, but it's actually exact this month. So in June, so I'm sort of in my kit writing, think back to June. And now I'm telling you right now, this is also seeding things for the beginning of 2024 when they're in awe. The exact sextile is happening. And remember, the sextile is the weakest aspect. So it's only opportunities. And what we've got here is Jupiter and um, Saturn, which can be practical idealism. You know, this is future seeding and balance. Um sustained growth it gives us persistence it's like what you do and work on now you can reap the benefits come you know come next year when they're still in orb of one another so they're still actually going to be an orb of this sextile for a few months which i think is a really beautiful way to kick off next year which i cannot wait to to release my 2024 kit it is so fucking awesome i've just got the cover for it made up and so by the 20th you know the sun and the moon are, are slowly moving away from that square to neptune so again things are starting to just you know again become clear and that's what it is it's just pay attention you know, when, you know, to, to the sky weather around the new moon, because just because something's a new moon doesn't mean manifest seed. This is a, the best new moon ever because it's a new moon. It's like, what's actually happening with that new moon? Oh, it's exact. It's, it's square Neptune. Oh, the ruler of the new moon is also square Saturn. Who is retrograding? <laughs> you know, who is just stationed retrograde? Talk about delays, talk about like frustrations, talk about like stagnation or, you know, again, like just disillusionment. It's just like, what the actual fuck? You know, that's that's the energy of it. It's a what the actual fuck energy, right? So the thing is, is that, you know, as the moon and sun start to, you know, separate from that um, square to Neptune, you know, things become clearer. And then, you know, just a few days later, we actually move into cancer season, which is the solstice, right? So, but over that time from about the 19th to the 24th, you know, we've got this in the background, a very gentle, opportunistic aspect that, hey, again, solid practical idealism of seeding of, you know and again it's still sort of within orb for a little bit not just those few days like even you know jupiter will move along to eight degrees um on the 24th 25th and you know and then stay there for another few days so i mean we, we've got this and then because saturn will be moving off that seven degrees and back down to six so they're sort of going to separate a little bit but then because of Jupiter's retrograde and everything that happens at the beginning, they sort of come back and they're just sort of slightly in orb. They don't actually hit again, but they're slightly in orb of one another. And I just find that this is a really beautiful anchor for the beginning of 2024. So I want to say pay attention to that. Like I said, it's subtle. It's an opportunity. You know, you want to pay attention to where, you know, Jupiter at seven degrees of Taurus is in your own chart. So what that house is and then where Saturn is at seven degrees of Pisces in your own chart. OK, so that's where this little opportunistic agreement could happen. Yeah. So what houses? Yeah. And then 
when you read my 2024 kit and I've got this as a little thing, I'm going to remind you, hey, go back to June of 2023. Yeah, that sort of end of June of 2023. What was sort of happening? What was starting? This could be just the sprout. Remember, this is the first hit of Jupiter to Saturn, the first opening aspect since they come, since they were conjunct back in um, 2020 in Aquarius at zero, zero degrees, right? So it's a pretty, it's a, you know, this is, this is the cycle, you know, that the planets will go in. So this is, yeah, there's a gentle opportunity here. So I just wanted to just say, just pay attention. That's sort of lingering in the background. But of course, the big news is this funky, funky, friggin' gnarly new moon um, in Gemini. And it's really weird. I was reading my 2023 kit for June this, this month. Um, and I actually was writing obviously about this, you know, friggin' hectic new moon that's just foggy and, you know, awful. Um, and I actually was writing, I'm like, I'm literally writing this in, you know, June of, what was it? What, what, 2022. I'm literally writing this in June of 2022. And I've already written the date of this new moon wrong twice. And I'm just like, yes, because that's sort of what this is. It's like, it's, it's, you're just, you're getting it wrong. Like it's confusing in a way that it's like, oh, I wrote the 13th, but I meant the 16th or I said this, but I meant that. I thought this, but I said this, you know, it's just like, oh my God, go into a cave, you know, um, just chill out, zone out. It's like, I am giving you permission to zone out, zone the fuck out on the 18th because, with Saturn stationing retrograde, yes, early in the morning, it's just going to be tetchy. Like I said, watch the 17th and the 18th because it could feel like, again, maybe something's not going to plan. Again, it's going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, in the dark moon as well. So the 17th is the dark moon and the 18th is the new moon. Well, it's the dark moon before it, it you know, before the, the new moon comes in Gemini. So you've got these couple of days, 17, 18, 19, which are a little bit, you know, interesting. They're a little bit like pay attention. Maybe you are feeling tired and flat. Honor that. Don't push through. You know, I know I've gone out over a Gemini new moon a few years ago. I'm like, fucking this shit is wild. Like there's some weird energy going on, you know, and it was the full moon in Gemini, I think. Um, and I could just feel it. And yeah, it's a very discombobulating energy. You know, it's very um, not not visceral, but very like tetchy in the sky. Like I'm just seeing it as like, does that make sense? It's like that is the energy. So I'm just giving you the heads up. This new moon in Gemini is a shit show if there ever has been a shit show new moon before. So square Neptune, the ruler is square fucking Saturn um, retrograde. So it's a big time. It's a big time. So travel gently, darlings. I'm giving you all the permission to let go, relax, cloud watch, roll around, achieve fucking nothing. Okay? Okay, bye. <laughs>